Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our President's Day special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add an adjustable base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Big Thing. Um, this is deja vu for at least me and my guest today because yesterday we did a whole Dune spoiler review and we had uh, myself and Mark Riley and Greg Alba from The Real Rejects. And if you want to see it, that's absolutely possible. Uh, if you want to hear it, that's not possible. Uh, it just isn't. Um, something happened with the system. I mean, it was a great episode. I mean, it really was. About an hour and 15 minutes. Um, wasted. I wasted everybody's time, so that's awesome. And um, and now we're going to do it all over again. But unfortunately, I can't have Greg Alba with me today. I got uh, Mark Riley, which is great, because Mark Riley is the Dune expert. So, sure. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm he here. is. He is here. Uh, you hear him in the background there. You're going to see him in a second. But we're doing a full Dune spoiler review. It is the big thing. And let's get to it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm excited to talk to Riley about it. Um, and yeah, Greg Alba hates me, but that's, that's all right. Uh, it's not all right. I'm not happy with that. I will figure it out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Dune spoiler review on the big thing. Excited. Excited to do it once again. Yesterday was a test run with this character. The odious of Riley's Mark Riley. Mark, I tested the sound. It does ind- indeed work. It time. works. We're here. No, I know what I did yesterday. It was just stupid. We My had- God, it works. I'm so excited to be here again. Yeah, and do it all over again. Do it all over. Dune it all over again. Any mistakes that we made, yeah, people won't know about it because we'll make them again today. But still, um, yeah, I did that. We Diesel time. The guy did the animation for us. And did this great animation of both Steph and Zaflirt and Flouse, and I was going to play it on the show yesterday. Yeah. So I started up, uh, putting it into the system, and I had to adjust settings and do all that. And so I adjusted some setting and didn't test it before we went. Did not get the audio, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I mean, it happens. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been on Twitch or something, and uh, people are like, 
you do want you, you know, and it's, it's, just, it's like I it, press this button. But that, but that's that's okay to handle because you're by yourself. Yeah, and you didn't do it. Greg Alba drove out like two hours to get here yesterday. Yeah, Alba's and, pissed. No. Yeah, I'm to, <laughs> he's not. He's very cool no. He's about a great it. guy, but like I was, I, you know, he and I have been trying. He's been helping me out so much yeah. with everything, and and I said it on the show that you can't hear that we were like buddies beforehand, and we're like we're pretty good friends now yeah. and he's been helping me out with all this stuff and and we've been trying so hard he's like you know what i'm gonna get out to to come do the show so finally we book it weeks in advance it comes out and we lose the sound so sucks <laughs> tis with tis um but we're gonna get into dune because we both love this movie man. oh yeah both loved it we talked about that um at, at depth but this is a thing that i think we talked about where the the book lovers normally what happens with books even if it's harry potter game of thrones like you always have people who read the book that go i don't know i don't know if i really like this as much as the book not seeing a lot of that for this movie no why is that do you think well i think this is a very good faithful adaptation yeah this is one of the the closest i've seen uh, of a book to movie where you get the tone you get the you get you get all the good stuff in there, yeah. uh, and it really just had that nice little. It hit the sweet spot for me, and I think a lot of the Dune heads out there that love this book are seeing that. Now, all, all adaptations are not going to get everything right, right? I think. I mean, but I said it yesterday. I'll, I'll say I, I keep saying this. This reminded me of Lord of the Rings: Fellowship of the Ring. Right. Okay. Right. Like where I watched in two thousand one, I sat down for the very first Lord of the Rings movie. So excited because I was a huge fan of the books. I'd yeah. read all the books again before going into the movie. And I sat down and went, my God, they did it. They did it. And this becomes an epic. And, and it's become uh, iconic. And everybody talks about it. It's part of the, the zeitgeist now, yeah. Lord of the Rings. That's what Dune did. That's what Denis Villeneuve did for, for me, at least. And my love of the book he got it. Yeah, I don't think it's just you. I think it's a lot of people for sure because the way that he sets this up and and I and mention it where I I don't I think that it's it's people just taking shots and being a bit silly by just saying, "Well, this is uh this is Star Wars for adults." Well, Star Wars is for adults and and kids, but I understand kind of what the person was going for. This is certainly the science this is more f- geared towards adults, right? Sure. I think they're just saying that like this is this this to is this is just this is science fiction for adults. Just saying that in general because I think that sci-fi fantasy and this is what Star Wars is, there are things that you can lo- love as children, there is thing that you can love as adults, but for this this is definitely a more you've got to be fully invested inside of there's some stuff that will go over children's heads in, in this you got to be really locked into it i watched it it was subtitles i have no i'm glad that i did mm. um i didn't see it in imax i didn't see it in the theater like everybody wanted me to i apologize but i was pretty um i was pretty content with the way that i did watch it i had it on subtitles i had it on my big screen tv i had great sound so I think that's all important because the sound yeah. design, the way that this thing is shot, mm-hmm. um, it's beautiful all the way around, and it really sets up the mythology very well. Oh, yeah. And Timothy Chalamet is fantastic in this movie. Yeah, we got into his character yeah. uh, a lot in our conversation yesterday, but um, to, to play it back as best as possible here, yeah. uh, he is. He's one of my favorite parts of the movie, yeah. and I think that, He takes um, us through it. He, ta- he is, well, he is the, you know... The prophesized one. Yeah. And he's also has his foot in two different worlds. Yeah. 
Um, and that's important to look at and, and see in his performance because he is carrying a weight on his shoulders. Right. Not only is he the son of Duke Leto and, uh, you know, the, the heir apparent to House Atreides, but he is also Lady Jessica's son and part of the Benny Jesuit uh, 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 kind of religion powers and so all of that he, it's like going through his face yeah. every time you see him on camera and, and then whenever he interacts with like what he has to do with um you know brolin's character gurney halleck or duncan idaho uh, uh momoa's character he changes and like he's going his performance is so nuanced it is and it's so incredibly well thought out and so great to see it is so great to see. He's such a talented actor, and he does. He, I mean, this. You also see throughout this thing that Dune, where George Lucas got so much inspiration for, sure. right? Because yeah, you absolutely. Could, you and for a lot of people, even the Matrix, like he's he's Neo, he's Luke Skywalker. He, yes. I mean, there, there's so much of what he does, and and the voice is the Force, yeah, right? uh, connecting what what the what the, the was the witches. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, they are yeah, they are kind of they're they're witches, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are a, a you know as much as I can remember, they they are a religious sect. Yeah, you know they are. There's going to be a, a series about them. Okay, the, yeah, right, and, right. But that's what they said that the the series is going to be. We just don't know what time period that's going. to Yeah, be. I can't remember, and I'm, I I think it takes place with uh, within the realm of the second book. I want to say Dune Messiah. Yeah. But I don't, if, if that's the second book, I can't remember. I didn't read the, the books after okay. Dune. Yeah. I started getting into the second book. I can't really remember, but I love Dune. Um, I just don't know where it's going to land, but right. um, I think it's going to be played out whenever that series comes. I think it, Probably will take place after Dune Part Two. Okay. Well, they set them. They set the mythology very well in this because even Lady uh, Lady Jessica, Rebecca, the great Rebecca Ferguson, who's also fantastic in this movie all the way around, so because good. you don't know if you haven't read the be- book, really what her motivations are and what her purpose is going to be. We know that this kid is the son of the Duke, not the son, of, the son of the Duke. Yeah. So uh, Jace, uh, uh, Oscar Jace, Isaac. Oscar Isaac, excuse me. So who will who will definitely get into because he's also phenomenal. Oh, he's, so, he's so great. Phenomenal in this film. Um, but the way that she has this scene with him when she tells him, use the voice, do this, and, and it's like this training, you, you're, you're, you're curious right away from this scene, but the question is like, what is her, what does she want to do with this kid? What is she, is she just kind of like, Okay, she's just part of the empire or part of this uh, kingdom, and is going to train this kid to do his duties and then move on. But that's not what it is. We see the doctor. The doctor's like, "Don't trust the witches." Mm-hmm. And then this scene that happens where Lady Jessica is sitting outside, and the acting of what Rebecca Ferguson does here is should be noted because she's standing out there, and she loves her son more than anything, but she also believes in the cause and yeah. she believes in that the fact that he is the chosen one and in order to prove that to herself, she's got to potentially sacrifice her son yeah. to prove it with the gob jabber, the gob jabber. Yeah. So crossing of the threshold, the hero's journey. This is what Paul has this, to do. This is it. This yeah. is, this, this is the, this moment here is essentially when Luke is offered to become a Jedi, right. Yeah. And, and going yeah. on off and then leaving Tatooine because he's got to sit there. He has this moment. He puts his hand in the box. She feels that she wants to rush in there. She knows she cannot. Mm-hmm. And then this sigh of relief when she realizes that he did it. And even, even the gob jabber is like, I might be the one. He could yeah. be. Well, he's the, he, you know, the, in the mythology, which is very, very dense. We'll get into that. Yeah. And I think that's why some, there's some divisiveness on, on right. online and whatnot. But this kind of rite of passage is he is the one that has 
been able to withstand the most pain. Right. Um, and the the Bene Gesserit, they don't have men. They have right. females. She, right. She even says, she says to Lady Jessica, like, what, what, what are you doing here? Yeah. yeah. She, her love for the Duke yeah. gave, uh, she gave him Paul. Right. Basically is kind of the, the, the way you think about it. Um, and we'll get into, and then Paul is able to figure out that, well, no, you will get a daughter because right. she is pregnant in, uh, right. in this movie and we'll, we'll see spoilers, everybody. This yeah. is what it is. Um, but that's, that's an interesting relationship to see with Lady Jessica. Um, the love she has for Paul kind of going against the ways of the Bene Gesserit and having, giving that to yeah. Duke is a fascinating thing to see. And then going back to Chalamet, it's all there in his performance. It also shows how powerful they are, though, too, because even... So what's the what's the the, the Drakens? What, what's what's the race of Dave Bautista and... Uh, uh, the Harkonnens? Harkonnens. Yeah. So the Harkonnens, like, like they're, they're such scumbags, the way that they kind of build, you know, move around things. Because even even the Gobjabber's like, hey, don't touch... Do what you got to do with everybody else, mm. you know, but don't touch the kid and don't touch Lady Jessica. And mm. we're good. Mm. And then even the Baron, the Baron's like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna let them die. And he's like, and and David Delsmanchin, who's also great in this movie, he's so good. Um, he's like, you you just gave your word to her. You can't kill them. He's like, well, we're not gonna kill them. I'm not gonna lay a hand on them, but we'll leave them to die. And they'll just go out into the desert, and then we'll they die. They die. We didn't we didn't do it. Right. Um. So that's the kind of way around it. But even he knows he can't outright not lie to them because that's how powerful they are. And here's the, this this is where like the Game of Thrones aspect yes, comes. Absolutely, it's very Game of Thrones. And what we're saying as far as we can get into Jason uh, Jason Isaacs, um, uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaacs, and talking about how he is. I believe that his death is the most Shakespearean thing out of the whole thing. Absolutely. The, it, the whole thing plays very Shakespearean. It's Shakespeare. It's uh, it's Game of Thrones. You say it's, yeah. a, it's a giant chessboard in space. Yeah. And uh, you watch the Emperor, uh, who we have yet to see right. in, in the movies yet, but we hear through the Baron, which is uh, Skarsgård. Yes, who's the, also phenomenal. Oh, he's so phenomenal. Great makeup, too. Oh my God, he's, he's like, this is visually a stunning movie. Yeah. Just cross. He's board. like gluttony in uh, seven. Yep, he yeah. absolutely is. But the, I mean, this is a chess game, and even the Duke knows that, you know. Um, and it's the cause, and it's yeah. when you are called to, by the Emperor to take on Arrakis, right? And uh, now run the spice because he who controls the spice controls the universe. That's kind of Dune in a nutshell. I feel um, it's they know they're going into danger. Yeah. What and a scam the whole thing is. It is, but but they and that's why they're they're like, but we that's our duty, right? And we're gonna be wary. We're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna be okay because we're Atreides and we can do this, right? And that's what I love so much about Oscar Isaac's character is because he is so proud. Yep. He is such a proud man. Yep. And he and he's so smart and he's so willing to also lead. And and uh, when we when we meet Stilgar, who is um, Javier Bardem's character, also so good. Uh, the the Fremen are, you know, the the native indigenous people of that planet. So they remind me of the wildlings in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kind of uh, see that. Yeah. Um, this is there's so many moving pieces in this thing that is set up in this movie that yeah. is done so well. You people, if you like this movie, get ready for Part Dune two, two, which is greenlit. It's been um, finally greenlit. They greenlit yeah. it yesterday. Uh, uh, After one weekend in theaters, that is phenomenal to see. And thank 
God. And they also, it's funny because we, we weren't sure when, when the announcement was made. We said, well, I wonder if they're going to do a, a streaming, at the same day streaming like right. they did for this one. They, they No, they're not. That was part of the negotiation this time around. Was Denis, that, yeah. He said it's going to be exclusive in theaters, which mm-hmm. I understand. And by... By the time this movie comes out, which is, you're saying, you said 2023? Yeah, it's been dated for October 2023. I mean, look, he, as I thought about it more, when you look at how he's been championing part two, like he he wanted everything in his power was to do part two. You know he's got everything laid out already. He's got oh, the yeah. story laid out. He's got everything ready to go. He's he like the the post production or excuse me pre production is not gonna be like. Oh right, well, what do we do now? Oh, we got to start making. He's probably had it all ready to oh, yeah. go. So two years, as crazy as it seems, like putting a movie two years in is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, Star Wars did it, mm. um, but they you know they, they at least executed the plan, right, right, right. right. Um, but this is different. I think mm. I would have liked them to have shot it the same time back, to back like yeah Lord of the rings did. Yeah. yeah but but it, but at that but i understand why that was a bigger risk for the studio because this movie had it not done that well yeah then because th- you can you can you can justify saying well look how well it did on both hbo max and how it did worldwide mm-hmm. yeah people and people and the buzz yeah the buzz is great you can understand why it got a sequel we've all spent more time with family lately it can feel like old times but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Absolutely. You know, going into this, there was so much conversation that, well, Dune is unadaptable. Right, we cannot adapt this. There's, there are books out there that they said this about it yeah. at one point. They said it about Lord of the Rings at one point. And it's like the because the mythology is so incredibly dense and right. complex. Right. Will audiences respond to that? Will they walk in wanting a popcorn movie? You know, sure. something they can just uh, go sure. in, have fun. And I think some people did want that, and I think that's why some people didn't respond to it and said, "This is boring. Right. I didn't like it. It's dull. It took too long to get going." I think those are the people that just. It's not for them, maybe. It's not for them. They just they, to them they wanted they wanted exactly that. They wanted the popcorn movie. They wanted some big fun overall sci-fi. Probably what they're going to get in part two. They're going to get more of it. You're in part get more two. of it. It's still going to be pretty detailed and layered, but it's everything leading up to that. The same way that Return of the King was the big action yeah. piece at the end of uh, out of Lord of the Rings, where there's a lot of detail in the other two. But going back to your other point, as far as how it's not adaptable. That's why a lot of things are now being turned into television shows, right? Because yeah. it's a lot easier to adapt all that material. I think like books and look at like Percy Jackson, right? right? Right. Percy Jackson, those two movies were just a bust. Yeah. They just weren't good. Yeah. Um, they're turning them into a, and then to the author's admission as well. Uh, they're, they're turning it into a series on Disney plus, which with all the mythology that that book has, yeah. they'd be like, so that's why I think this movie is such an accomplishment because I, you know me. I I I scream from the heavens that everything should be streaming yeah. television shows yeah. now, but I am very impressed in the way that Denis Villeneuve was able to adapt this in a two hour and thirty minute format, which isn't really that long when you look at how much material is in here. Yeah, and what he was able to do. Yeah, I mean, well, this is you look at Nolan is praising this thing. Yeah. left and right. Yeah, um, and there is something about this movie 
And they're I'm like, with they're you. like today's Spielberg and Coppola. They are. Yeah. They they really are. And they they are like really trying to um what's the word I'm looking for? Like make sure that the theatrical experience yeah. continues to live on in this time of streaming. And I'm with you. Like I I was very much like when let's talk about Disney Plus. When they when Lucasfilm was like here are all these streaming series of Star Wars and we're only getting two movies in the next like 5 years. I'm a little upset about that. I was like bummed. Right. But then I watched the Mandalorian take shape yeah. and what happened and what they did and the characters and the character arcs and, and the story that was easy, easily digestible at the very beginning then be, got very interesting as yeah. it went along. I, I get it. Like adapting these things, you get more time, you get more, you know. And the, that was an original. And that was an original, correct. So if you consider, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings that we're getting a series now, that's going to be interesting to see. But Dune, there is something about, don't we want this with our movies? Don't we want a complexity where we can go back and also see the art and the craft of being able to adapt a book in a way that on the big screen, on the big screen where you get that theatrical experience. You're not, you're not wrong. Um, where you were, the opposite, I think, where you had to be convinced where, you know, TV mm-hmm. is a good way to, to adapt a lot of these big screen stuff. I was starting to become the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, a lot of these details, you don't necessarily need them on the big screen. But after seeing Dune, and even even though I saw it on my big screen TV, I'm like, oh, man, IMAX. Like, I saw Eternals, which Greg Alba made the point yesterday. Eternals could have been a series on Disney Plus right, and probably right. a good one at that and I didn't disagree with them I think that that's true but it was so gorgeous to look at on the right. big screen in IMAX right so I can only imagine what Dune looks like on uh, on IMAX I want to see it on IMAX yeah. I went opening night to the theater I remember talking to you you're like yeah. you got to go see it like you know you can watch oh, it oh I at thought home. you watched it at home I did watch it at home oh you did but I decided to um, it was kind of a last minute thing with so you Julie. saw it twice oh yeah oh I didn't know that yeah I went opening okay. night Friday to the theater right down oh, the street and you watched it again and then I watched oh, it again awesome. at home and let me tell you, both times yeah. are, are it's hard to qualify because, yes, it's better in the theater, you know, just because of what sure. it looks like. Sure. But I enjoyed the hell out of it at my house. Right. Yeah, because I have a great big, big right. screen that right. we got. Good sound. Uh, good sound. We have the dimmer lights that yeah. we put down. We right. have all these things available to us. Right. And I wouldn't be able to watch it on like a, like a little TV or anything. So I understand no, that. I think when people, God, no. when people think about that right away and they go, watching it on like the small screen and it's like i i get that i get that it's 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 supposed to be big it's like it's supposed to be like you're supposed to see the desert like you could look around and see like the actual desert on all corners and when the sandworm shows up in that scene when they're there to save the the soldiers like how big and massive that must look on the imax do you know what i did in that theater did you jump during that part uh, no i it, it was kind of it was almost like this reaction that i didn't know i made because julie yeah. went yeah, yeah. Like this, I went. Oh my god! <laughs> did you did you watch it? I'm sorry. Did you watch it first in the theater? Yeah, first in the theater. Oh, god, yeah, god, yeah. God. Because when we were talking about it, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get around to right, it. I don't right. know if I can. Yeah, yada yeah, yada yeah. yada. Um, you were like, you got to see it. It's at home. Why don't you watch it at home? And it was it was literally like, you know, it's right down the street. So like literally five minutes. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just do it. And it was a very impulse, last minute. Yeah. Uh, let's Did go Julie like it? it. She re- she loved it. Did she? Okay. Yeah, she really, really loved it, and she wants to watch it again. Okay. So, uh, and uh, for a third time for her, that's that's something to be. Said, yeah, it is. You know? It's just it is. It's it's 
it just sets it up so well. And going back to Oscar Isaac, what I liked so much, and we mentioned it, was that these little subtle moments that he's got mm. throughout throughout the entire movie. And it it just it's these subtle moments that make characters, right? And to show everything that you described him as. And one, like a few of these moments, one of them being after this big moment where the spice is what enhances Paul's powers, yeah. if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And it's and it, it goes back to where this book was written in the sixties. It's like the 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 age of the the, the psychedelics the, or the bunch of hippies. Yeah, you got <laughs> expand the, your mind. Yeah, the acid and all this stuff, the Timothy Leary stuff and all that. Right. And, like, and and the the power of opening up the doors of perception and correct. And that's what ultimately is happening with Paul and how he's able to open up and see more stuff and the yeah. and and the relationship he has with Josh Brolin, who also was so happy that they didn't turn him into like the guy who betrays the king. That's that's the way that they were setting that up. Um at least in in most movies, you would go, okay, well, he's training the kid and he's going to turn on. Sure. He doesn't, or at least he does it in this one. Um, and then um, there's this moment where he says, when he's, tra- when he's getting trained when by Josh Brolin and Brolin says to, he says to Brolin, I can hear your footsteps, old man. And then the call back to that mm-hmm. as he's in this trance and he goes like, hear your footsteps oh man they grabs him they run the sandworm almost gets him mm-hmm. but it's this moment that oscar isaac has with him because paul has taken so long and he goes basically what are you doing he's like you can't do that blah, blah 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 and and paul says to him i'm sorry sir it won't happen again and he goes get out of here and then he goes back to business yeah right he's like okay i told the kid what's going on he got it i got to give him his lesson he sees that he screwed up he's a kid moving on right and then there's the uh the secu- head of the security that he that they love and they see him and he's the the older black gentleman who is a great character actor just seems like a very warm character in every movie that he's in but he's yeah. he's what, the mentat in this I is believe. that what he is and yeah. so, so Paul catches the uh, the dart and mm-hmm. almost kills him and and the security guard feels awful about it and he says he, head of security I should say and he says to um, the duke he's just like I'm sorry I'm I'm handing him my resignation and he's like. What are you talking about? Right. He's, like, he's like, I don't care about your resignation. I don't care about your your how your your feelings right now. He's like, do your job, get back out there. And he's just like, you're right. And he does. And it's just like, and then with Stillguard, is that with Stillguard? Yeah, with uh, um, Javier. Yep. Mm-hmm. So even that when he comes in and and you know, there's it, Josh Brolin is quick on the gun, like so. He he spits, and Momo was like, "No, no, no, it's their it's their culture." It's such a great yeah. It's like giving that, the moisture. Yeah. it's an offering, right? And then even and so Oscar is like. Calm down, everybody. When they go to put the suit on him and say, calm down, everybody. Yeah. And he's just, he's got this level head thing about him. So, like, when you finally get the betrayal by the doctor, it's this tragic thing where you're like, Shakespeare, man. Yeah, it's Shakespeare. He's like, you just, you, you just ain't gonna, he, he ain't gonna make it through. Right. And when he finally does that thing and he try and you think he takes the Baron out with the, with the gas at mm-hmm. the end and he takes everybody else but the Baron out, see mm-hmm. how strong, like, how does that fucker survive? I, well, he, he, he has that, weird ability to yeah. be able to float so he right. floated enough away because we see him basically clinging to the ceiling right. got away right. from right. Right. The, the 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 i guess the the blast zone if you want to call right. it that which was such a fantastic That's moment great. and to see the realization oscar isaac is probably my second favorite chalamet really truly is my yeah. favorite of this and and well, you you always gravitate towards those luke and yeah. I, I i'm the i'm the you know the the hero's journey yeah. guy I, yeah. I love to see it, and if it's done well you know yeah. there we go um and but oscar isaac you were talking about some of his quiet moments that these these his meeting with the fremen and stillgar yeah. and and being open to we have to make peace with this 
because if we do, it's going to make everything easier. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And that's he knows that he's a good leader, but he knows that he's screwed. Yeah. He knows that it's his time and that he's going to go out and he's going to try to go out and taking everybody with him. Right. Um, it's such an it's such an important moment for his character. Yeah. And he just plays it so beautifully. Well, even the doctor who has had the plan for the whole the whole way through, he's just like, you know, when you get close enough, they're going to they're going to kill you. But like, I got to do this. I got to try to save my wife, which is understandable. The heart wants what it wants. You're trying to save your your wife and your loved one. But you should also know that she's probably gone. Uh, yeah, with the with, and because you know he 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 ends a pretty he his death is pretty gruesome. Mm-hmm, they just mm-hmm. chop his head off and, and but even he, he's not a bad dude. He's just no, doing. He's, he's putting a, a bad, bad position. position. And you know, uh, I I hope it lands with people in in the movie um, because the book you know obviously goes deeper and, yeah. and you get you get a little bit more of the um, the politics. You yeah. get a little bit more of the um, you know what am I trying to? It's it's complex yeah. in in, yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. but this played really well because that is he's been put into a position where it's right. like it's either my wife or you and i'm making that decision so you know what's crazy about this too even though you look at i like I, and i bring up i'll tell you there is a reason why i bring a reference to it like so the uncharted trailer came out right right and i I'm, I, I played all four games yeah um, me too. and the trailer itself to me I, I don't think that mark Wahlberg fits sully at all um i don't mind him as Nathan, a young Nathan Drake. I know a lot of people see him as Spider Man. They have a problem with it, but uh, the reason I bring it up is that what I will say that the grievance that everybody had that I share is that I don't understand when it comes to video game movies why they always change the lore and they always either change it or they mix it up or they they make it a a, a mixture of all four games into one instead right. of just taking one of them and adapting them. And yeah. this does seems to stay true. To, it's, it's when you start to mess with everything that works. I understand when you got to shorten things up and, and kind of, you know, cliff note it a little bit. I understand sure. that because, yeah. because the book, if you made the full book, it would have been a 15-hour movie. Right, exactly. So you have to, but but staying true, like like you said, when you're talking about the, do- the doctor, mm-hmm. you can't add all that stuff in there. No. But you get the basics of it. They don't switch it around and change it up. Like, actually, you know what? He doesn't betray him because of this. He betrays him because he really wants to be the Duke. Like, yeah. Like that kind of stuff. That's why it's a craft, yeah. the movie making. Yeah. It is an art form. It is something that I am drawn to, the theatrical experience. And so when you have a filmmaker like Denis Villeneuve, yeah. who's getting praised by Christopher Nolan. You as know, he should be. This as is, he this should is, be. This is a masterpiece. They, the, It is. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. And this, it is a to adapt it the way he did, to be able to take the cliff notes, make it accessible to an audience, yeah. make it flow with the story, to get all that that feeling from it is a true accomplishment. It really is because the thing is, you know, bringing up the, like the David Lynch version, right? Dave, that, that version of the, the book, I think, proves started to prove to people wrong, even though it was wrong, but the people who said it can't be adapted, mm. that's when they can go, see? Look at the great David Lynch. He can't do it because it was too weird and it wasn't accessible for everybody. And, and David like, Lynch wanted to make a crazy movie. And that's, it, what, that's what Lynch does. I it, mean, it was just you know. nuts. And it's like I remember seeing it because I, it was right around the time of Star Wars when it was coming he out. Was, Lynch was offered Return of the Jedi, right. and he went, no, I'm going to go make Dune. Dune instead. And, yeah. he, and he did. And it's like, because that came out in 84. Yeah, 84 around So there. it was right after Return of the Jedi. So people are hungry for for sci-fi, you know. So that's this, why I went and saw it. That's why everybody went and saw it, but he was just like, yeah. It went right over people's heads because it was too strange. And, you know, and honestly, 
I think that that movie needed to be made today because the technology back then doesn't do it the kind of justice that Correct. what Denis Villeneuve was able to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, talking about like Zendaya and, and, and there was a great story that Greg Alba told on the, on the, on the lost show, if on, you will. Yeah. On the, on the, yeah, the lost audio. Um, and he talked about how he was in the theater and while he was there after about two hours, when Zendaya shows up, someone goes, finally, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Right. And it's like, she is like the whole reason for Paul's journey from everything that he sees, these visions that he goes, that he has. She's, she's the lead of these visions, but ultimately, and you know, and you talked about this, that how big of a role she has in part two. Oh yeah. That I said, I made the joke. That guy in the theater is going to love part two right? because she is a huge integral part of it. Yeah. And, and I would push back on that guy. She is throughout the movie, maybe not in a way that, they want they want it right. of course you know and, and a lot is way. you know not the traditional way that she's a main she she is a main character but what she is is that she's the harbinger she is the this vision that um is calling to paul you know part of his hero's journey she is the vision that yeah. she is that that kind of the impetus behind paul yeah to you know what is going on making and you know it's a movie about a choice you know and paul makes a choice at the end of this that will then lead to the consequences in part two yeah and she's i tied to that so you know there's visions throughout and you know, it's, where we see her a lot but yes. yeah i get it you know we want more of zendaya and the visions are something that was one of my favorite things throughout it because it's set up from the get-go with the gobjabber yeah and she asked him these visions that you have do they always come true? Mm. And he says, not exactly. Right. It's it's so great because there's like the Duncan stuff, right? And we'll get a little bit more into Jason Momoa in just a moment. But like when he ulti- he's like, I saw you die, and, yeah. he, and he's like, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna die. Right. He's like, I need to be there with you. So he's not there with him. He doesn't die. But when he's there with him. He does, and yeah. he and he kind of dies in the way that he saw the vision in in that hallway with all the so he, and he does so that particular vision, although maybe not exactly the same way, does happen. Yeah. So then the other thing that I thought was great was the the, the guy that Paul ultimately kills to become part of the Fremen. That guy he sees in a vision as his mentor. Yeah. He sees that guy as and and in a weird way he is the guy that ultimately allows him to become. Be, you know, because Paul's such a great fighter because he sees that guy kill him. Kill, Paul, Paul sees himself die on that guy's hands at sure. one point in the vision too. But it's, it's the opposite of what happens. And and maybe it's the what he's ultimately seeing. You tell me because you read the book. But the way that I took that, it was the innocence and the old Paul that was there. That Paul dies yes. because of that fight. Absolutely. I that, agree with that 100%. That's, that's, what, that's to me what he's seeing. He's not seeing his actual death. He's seeing the death of who he was. Correct. The, yeah. the, the, the new Paul is born through, through that fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you look at it this way, I said earlier, it's like he has one foot in two different worlds yeah. So, yeah. almost. You know, he is the son of Duke. He is, a, he is part of House Atreides, which is a very... Uh, regal. regal, proud yeah. house, yeah. right? And, um, you know, taking on the planet of Arrakis is dangerous, yeah. but it is part of their duty. And so they're going to do that. So there's Paul living in the shadow of his father. Right. And literally in the shadow, trying to be, you know, learning from 
uh, uh, Brolin's character yeah. and Duncan uh, and Momoa's character, learning the ways of being a warrior. But then the other foot is in the Bene Gesserit kind of religion. Um, the Lady Jessica, mom, you know, teaching him the voice, teaching right. him the ways right. of this religion. When we get to that end part, he makes that choice. He's he, and he can't on that path. Yeah. He can't he can't go back to House right. Atreides because of what happened. It's his, so, du- it's his new duty. It's his new duty. Well, it's his new it's his new path. Well, speaking of duty, Mark mm. Tushy, uh, I don't know <laughs> if you guys know Tushy, but Tushy is the modern bidet company, and I've talked to you guys about Tushy many many times over. I think that with all the technology in Dune, they're not using toilet paper to wipe their butts. They're using Tushy. And Tushy washes away the messiest of poops, leaving you with a better clean than toilet paper. You don't want a messy poop. You have an explosion in your pants, and it's like, oh, that's horrible. We got to jump in the shower. We got to. I got somewhere to go. I. This is, you know, it's 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 a mess. You you gotta you gotta be careful with what you're doing with the wipe. You get rid of all that. You don't need to do that anymore. Here's the question to ask yourself if you really need it. You think you have a clean butt? Enough that you can sit on your couch naked? No. You'd look down and you'd see if you'd made a, made a drop. Well, get a tushy. It is the modern bidet that attaches directly to your toilet in under 10 minutes. Think about all the weird stuff you'd be able to do with a tushy behind you. If you get poop on any part of your body, you'd just wipe it right off, right? No, you would not. You'd wash it. You'd wash the poop off your arm if you got poop on your arm. Stop wiping and start washing with Tushy. It's the modern bidet that attaches directly to your toilet. The Tushy bidet features a lot of great things what they have. It can wash your bum with water for a better clean, way better than toilet paper. It's easy to install. attaches to the toilet in under 10 minutes. There's no electricity or plumbing needed. Using a Tushy bidet reduces your toilet paper use by, Mark, get this, 80%. Mm. Saves you money. It's eco-friendly and it's stylish. And it has a new Tushy brush. It's the only toilet brush with disposable scrubbing pads, so you can use a clean brush every single time. Start washing with the Tushy bidet for a better clean. You go to hellotushy.com slash live. You get 10% off plus free shipping. It's only a special offer for our listeners. That's hellotushy.com slash live. You get 10% off. After you buy and install your Tushy, show it off. Tag us and at hellotushy on Instagram. They need one of those clean the butts. Yeah, you, absolutely. You do. Um, so, speaking of Jason Momoa. He's great in this. He's really good in he's this. He's so yeah. good in this. He's got, I think that he brings the, there's a, everybody's very serious in this movie. Understandably, why we understand why. Mm-hmm. He's a great warrior, but he's not super serious. He can crack jokes. Mm-hmm. He is, he's kind of, he's, he's a bit of a hippie. You know, he's he he's understanding. He's a warrior, but he also mm-hmm. like he even says he fought he fought some of the uh, the um, Fremen, Fremen mm-hmm. and he's like I lived with them. They they can kick ass, man. He's like that was the closest I ever came. I love that line. He's the closest I ever came to die. Yep. He. Uh, I mean, if you consider his character and consider what he needs to do, he yeah. went to live with the Fremen. That's why he is the way he is. Yeah. That's why he is so approachable. That's why he has a personality yeah. that's a, maybe a little bit different than the, you know, I am smiling, you know, with Brolin or Duke Leto or who, whoever it may be. 
Duncan Idaho has to adapt to wherever he goes because that's his job. That's yeah. his duty. Yeah. And so that's why I love it. He nailed it. He, he, he really, really did. did. And you see the, the love that he's got for the, the royal family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like after he's loved that scene when he's making them, when, when he's flying through the, uh, on the, hel- the helicopter or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and they're shooting after him and he's, he's making them blow things up as he's, as he's mm-hmm. flying around. God, I can't wait to see this movie again. <laughs> it's, it's great, man. Like all that stuff that, that goes through, you don't really see Brolin's character die. So leaves it open. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's a hostage. Maybe he's, maybe, I don't know. We don't know where he is, but we don't see him actually die mm. in the battle. So mm. Riley's keeping that open. Riley's uh, keeping I don't, that I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I haven't read the book close to the best. Yeah. Um, but like all of that and the way that even that little smile that Brolin has when he's running towards, and he's like, follow me, you know, and he's doing that whole thing. Um, because it's that whole, th- that the mission is they're set up to fail from the moment that yeah. they're, they're there. The emperor does not like, House Atreides, right? We we, we know that now. Quick, you know? He, he's uh, to me. He seems like the Lannisters to to their Starks. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, it's all a power yeah. thing. And um, and again, going back, it's a chessboard. Yeah. And you know, a big move happened with the Harkonnens and uh, the Baron. Right. And that there's still. I mean, you know, Denise said. I'm so glad that I was able to set up this world now, right. and it's a really complex, dense mythology. Yeah. We've talked a lot about that. And then he's like, I can't wait to get to the second half because there's a lot that's going to happen. But believe me, that chess game is still going on. That intrigue, that political, whatever you want to call it, there is there are some twists and turns coming that a lot of if you if you're not familiar with the book um, that are tied to everything. And I can't wait for audiences to realize it. Yeah, I can't wait for this movie, part two, because of how invested I am with the way that they set everything up. Right. The Mm. the the fact that the entire the entire like uh, system, the entire uh, government of of Atreides was wiped out yeah. more or less, and then it's just Lady Jessica and Paul on the run, trying to figure it out. Him staying in the desert because what she wants to, he needs to get back to space. He's like, Nah, I'm good here. Let's. This is where the I visions belong. have told me he wants to be. You know, I and, and he makes here. that choice. Yeah, and that's why because even like again, we have that vision of of where Paul sees himself get stabbed by Zendaya. That doesn't happen. Right, like mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna find out more in in part two what, what that means overall. Like, and I did like the idea that when he and we didn't really actually touch on this yet on yesterday's the the idea of when he shows up and they already had this idea that people there that he that there's word that this kid is coming yeah. and they're chanting for him and they're doing this and like I love that moment when the woman who's working for the emperor but she ultimately is Fremen the one who is kind of their guide throughout, yeah. and then she winds up dying with yeah. the worm with the other two. Um, she has that scene of, like, when she's talking to him about the boots, and she says to him, well, how, how did you learn to do that? He's like, no, nah, it just seemed like the right thing to do. And then right. she says, his uh, whatever the, the thing that she says out loud, but, like, it, it, part of the prophecy, part of, like, yeah, he will, yeah, he will, oh, God. He knows, he will, he, he know, he'll know your ways without knowing how to do it, as, yeah. as if it's his own thing, whatever she says. But it's, like, little things like that, little nuggets that they just pepper in throughout it just adds so much to it and it doesn't take away like you know everybody's overall arc and mission of what they are and who they are right Mm -hmm. like the you understand the doctor you know you might not agree with what he does but you understand the doctor you understand duncan you understand what's uh what's josh boland's character's name a gurney halleck you understand gurney right you understand lady jessica you understand the gob jabber like the the baron the lady the yeah the yeah reverend mother um the gob jabber is the device that he sticks the hand in the reverend mother 
is is the like a high priestess kind of thing, right? The kind of the the highest you can go with the Benny Gesserit kind of uh, way religion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, like that's 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 going to the craft of storytelling, right? And how this movie can be. It is dense. It is a, a, a mythology that you're going to. You're not going to get it right away if you're not reading this book a hundred times. Right. You're not going, and, and that's what I love about this movie so much is yeah. that already on a second viewing, I'm like, oh right, like it. That's isn't that what we want? Yeah, absolutely. So for, for movie lovers out there, even like Game of Thrones people and yeah. Lord of the Rings, it's like when you watch these things and play out in these stories. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of twists. There's a lot of turns. You're not going to get everything at no. first. So, you know what it reminds me of also is when I saw Kill Bill Volume 1, mm. like, I mean, I loved that movie. Still, I still might say Kill Bill, Kill Bill Volume 1 might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, a lot of, I just, I just think it's, it's just so different and so, I don't know, the music, everything about it is just, sure. it's great. The second one is, is really good too. But when you watch them together, yeah, the second one just makes the first one so much better. The first one makes the second one so much better, right? Yeah. And, I feel the same way with this. It's the same. It's the it's the thing I always said about like the Matrix. Matrix one, one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, masterpiece. Matrix two, had three been great, two would have become phenomenal mm-hmm. because two is set up in a way where you're like, whoa, wait, wait, this. I remember people going, ah, I didn't really love it, and I always remember saying, wait until you see three because right, if right. three delivers. Three is gonna make two look really good. Right. But three just didn't deliver, and it didn't make and it made. And so when you look at two, you don't. There's not a lot of people who look at Matrix Two and go, "That's terrible." They just go, "Bah." Yeah. They say three is the terrible one, right? Yeah. This movie, after you watch the first movie, and you're like, "Okay," I mean, even if you say like, "Oh, it's bored," everything too, and it locks into this big action piece of what they say is coming in two, and then you watch it as this big epic, like five hour movie. Yeah. Think about it that way. That's when people are going to go, oh, because I think that two, especially if it's a, and and that's the beauty of source material. Mm-hmm. It's it's tested, it's understood, it's worked before in the in the literal medium, mm-hmm. uh, and and now it, literary medium, and now it will be, um, and now it'll work. It'll 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 tie together the same way as you mentioned, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and that's exactly right. That's the way I feel. We're yeah. going to get to that point where audiences are going to see part two in October of 2023, and they're going to go ah, you know, and there are going to be people out there. They're going to go get the book. They're going to be people. I do believe this will enter the zeitgeist, like Lord of the Rings, Matrix. I, you know, we're going to be saying it like. Later on, you know, it's like use the force, you know, whatever. That's a that's a term that now we've coined in in everyday life, or or you know, quoting things. I think we'll say the same thing about Dune. We'll have there's gonna be pieces of this story and mythology that are gonna live within people now uh, when you get so involved and when you start seeing this and right. when you start di- digesting the the yep. in, the crazy mythology that this is. Yeah, and I think that that's what's. I think that's what a lot of people, and that's. I do think that's the beauty of the the day of streaming, though, too, man. Because I think a lot of people who wouldn't be interested to see this in the theater are gonna go, "All right, I'll try it," and then they fall in love with it, right? Then there's gonna be some people who's like, "I was right, I'm bored," but sure, but and and that's you know. But I like the easy access of it. But I do understand, and I actually do think it's smart, even though I don't like it. I do think it's smart to make the second one exclusive just to theaters, and then, but at least give me thirty days. 
and not and not and not three months, right? You know, before it comes out on HBO Max, like like, like there's got to be some benefits to because HBO Max right now you have all these benefits mm-hmm. because you get the same day release, right? Yeah. It's a mass. It's one of their main reasons they've been so successful. Yeah, I, the HBO Max app is is I just love it's great. It. It's, it's my great. favorite of the streaming series. It's uh, great. Services. They have a lot of great things. The lot of uh, their, their movie selection, the original yeah. content. It's it's all great stuff, right? But one of the main attractions right now is what they did with the same day. Now, I understand that they can't do that. I understand that they did that because of the times that we live in and they, right. made, they made a move. And I also understand that it pissed off a lot of directors, Nolan being one of those directors. Yeah. Um, but to do three months, four months, the way that movie theaters in general work, especially for a movie like this, this movie will come out most likely in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And then... A week later, or two weeks later after it releases, another big movie will come out. Right. They have to make it in two weeks. Yeah. yeah they really do. I mean, you have to, like, a Marvel movie, a Star Wars movie, yeah. a Dune. I mean, not necessarily Dune, but because of, you know, Marvel, Star Wars being what it is now. You have to make over $100 million opening weekend, or you are a bust. You're a bust. And and I, that's why, by putting them out on your streaming service, like, quick. And there's also, I think you're, what you're going to see with streaming services... It, for movies that don't deliver, like if there's a big movie that comes out and it eats shit in, in the theater, mm-hmm. I think you'll see it on. Let's say it's let's say it's an HBO Max movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think you'll see it on the platform faster mm-hmm. than you would if it did well, right? Yeah. So if a movie does very well, I think you give it a month because 30, 30 days you normally have like the first month in the theater is really where you make your big money. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think and I think that's where it's that was probably the compromise yeah. that Denis made. Yeah, he negotiated. He negotiated and 30 days seems right to me. But isn't that crazy though how still was able to knowing it just shows you that the studio probably thought it was going to be too big of a risk in general. Why don't you sign that guy to a deal immediately to make two movies already, and then inside of that deal say, if we need to put it on streaming, you know this, 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 that should. I mean, granted, when they signed the initial deal with him, mm-hmm. the pandemic wasn't a thing, right? right. So, may, but, but why you didn't already have him locked in to do two? I, and, and I think that speaks to the source material and yeah. a lot of the chatter going into this. We were talking about it all the way back on Collider Live, you know, and it was like, yeah. I don't know. And it's like, no, listen, um, yeah. it, it no, is. You sold me on it. Yeah, it, it, it is. You know, it is a, a mythology. We keep saying that is dense. Sure. Keep saying that. But it's hard. It's hard to swallow. Yeah. Right away, yeah. you know, you, it's like I was a lot of helped it, tremendously. Okay, and I I haven't done that yet, and I probably tremendously. yeah. But you know, I liken it to a glass of wine, yeah. you know, or a bottle of wine. You open it up, smells a certain way. You're like, okay, let's uh, you t- take a little sip, and you're like, ooh, that's good, that's good. Okay, let that open up. Like, get, let's get yeah. some oxygen in there. Get some oxygen in this, right? Watch Dune. That's like popping the bottle. You smell it, you taste it for the first time. And as this movie continues to exist and is there for you yeah. on HBO Max in theaters right now, you can go again and you can get that flutter of, you know, some fruit. Yeah. And it's and and then 
you get a little bit of the soil. You get a little bit of the no, t- no, it's a great texture. It, it really does open up after It's time. a great point because I think that there's a lot that, you, like, I, I'm excited to watch it again to pick up little nuances that I that I missed yeah. and little things. And knowing now, for example, now knowing what I do about Lady Jessica, I'm going to look at her differently in scene one than I did when I watched it the first time. Right, oh, and I'm gonna boy. look. I'm gonna look at that scene so much differently when he meets the gobjabber for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at the difference first time I see the Duke. I'm. Gonna, I mean, there's so much. I'm gonna look like the, the so when good. when the what's the em, what's the emperor's race called? Uh, Harkonnen. No, no the, the emperor. The I can't. I don't. I can't remember because he this. sends all his guards in because that's yeah. it's his guards that kill Momoa. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's God. What's it's all right. Whatever. But but either either way, like even even that and how many how many guards Momoa takes out and and so that great. scene and the technology you know the technology we talked about briefly yesterday was what the, where what I liked about it with the you know you'd see blue when when the shield's up but it's like the red and and Greg yesterday said it, it reminds you like when you the, the levels of like a video game right like right you start you're like uh oh your power life is, wa- uh, is wanting here yeah, yeah like when that arrow comes in on on uh, Isaac s- and it just and it gets yeah. red and he's like almost there and, yeah. and it's like it's devastating right yeah. and there, yeah, and the music in this movie, there's just so much Hans that Zimmer, works. We haven't really talked know, about that. Yeah. So Hans Zimmer did not take Tenet uh, with, with Nolan his long time because he wanted to do Dune. Wow, he's, I He's a Dune head. He's okay. like, I got to do Dune. Sorry, Nolan. And Nolan was probably cool with it. But you know what's funny? This I'm such a, uh, a Hans Zimmer stan, if you will, right? Yeah, I've been to see him in concert. I, I I can usually pick out pretty quick when Hans Zimmer does a score because he's got a lot of similar tones and things that he does. Yeah, I, I know where you're going with this. Couldn't, couldn't, I, same. couldn't recognize it. He he, he did that. something very different. That's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, it is a very big compliment yeah. because it, again, to go to the wine uh, metaphor, yeah. he like it's going to play out. We're going to be talking about this music yeah. and this movie for a very long time, and you you can hear this music, and it's like, I just heard something masterful. Yeah. Now when you hear it again, watch it again, whatever, it's going to just keep building and get into it more. Did he do... No, it was Horner, wasn't it? Who did Who did Troy? The score wasn't for it, Troy. Was wasn't it Horner? it Horner? It was Horner, I believe, because I I feel like... And and maybe because I saw them, I can't so, remember. I saw them clo- so close to each other. But Eternals has a great score, also. But it's from, yeah. but it's from the composer of Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right, Ram Jawadi. Uh, yeah. So the um, but there's one, and I'm pretty sure it's Dune. I got to see it again because they they played similar to me the 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 feel and the the scale of the score. But I'm pretty sure it was Dune that made me that made me think of the Troy score. Okay. And yeah. I wonder, like, I'm I'm pretty Maybe sure. Maybe Zimmer. I I think it was Horner. Let me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. But I I'll, should know this. Uh, I'm gonna look right now too. Yeah, I'm gonna see the Troy score. Uh, let's see. We'll find out. The composer was who was it? James Horner. It yeah, was yeah, it was Horner. Um, the great James Horner. The great James Horner. You know, it's funny about um, Horner. I totally forgot. I, I just we're doing a rewatch for the Spider-Man movies, mm-hmm. and we just watched the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, he did that. He one. did that score. But I, was, I think that was like his last one before he passed. One of the last ones. Magnificent Seven, I believe. Was that was. the last one? Yeah. Okay, maybe yeah. You, you know better than I do. Yeah, um, he was. Yeah, Horner is just one of the greats. And yeah, the Legends of the Fall is my favorite. Oh, so good. Yeah. But but Zimmer then to do this, and it's it's Zimmer did Amazing Spider-Man too, if you can believe it. How about that's look at that. Yeah. So this is this is interesting then because if. It, 
what you're saying makes sense that he's such dunehead that he's got an idea of what it would sound like, how it would be. He's probably been composing this thing for his long, entire his life. Yeah, for a long if time. If he's a dunehead, if yeah. he's like going in, a, he, he like he the sweeping what he would do. And yeah, I mean, he, yeah. I bet he had a like. It, I I can just imagine Hans Zimmer uh, when he hears that this project is is coming to fruition is yeah. like him going, calling, sending gift baskets, you yeah. know, to, to be yeah. a part of this. You know what I would definitely do though if I was single and I was you didn't have responsibilities, mm. uh, if you will, I would go. Probably just grab a coffee early in the morning mm-hmm. and go like have like have, have breakfast right beforehand and go to the first screening in IMAX mm-hmm. and just sit down and watch this movie again. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's, that's a dream. That's yeah. what I like to do. <laughs> Take an edible and go in there. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, that's what Paul tells you to do anyway, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the spice. It expands the mind. It, it's it, true. it uh, in the mythology of Dune, it 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 leads to deep space navigation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, like the the what they're able to do with the the and. And we touched on this yesterday, even in, in Star Wars, there's so much that Star Wars takes from Dune, whether it's the spice stuff, the spice trading, and the sure. and we desert planet. Tons of stuff that, that yeah, George took chosen from, from Dune. I mean, George, and, and it wasn't just Dune, that George took inspirations from uh, from Kurosawa, from uh, Flash Gordon. I mean, right. so much. Ser- the serials of the of his youth, you know, yeah. cliffhangers yeah. Uh, and whatnot. That's why Empire is so great, you know. Um, this, yeah, and that's, Dune is a part of the, you know, there are a lot of artists and filmmakers that, Started by reading Dune, right? Um, started by reading Lord of the Rings yeah. trilogies. Yeah. Um, these are these are books that that are really really fascinating. Yeah. And so you know, I, I can see, you know, I don't like the, the the conversation when you're like, ah, it's Star Wars for adults. It's like, no, it's it's not. It's different. It's different. It's for just adults. different. Yeah. I, I it, understand that. Like more, I understand how kids would gravitate towards Star Wars more, but that's to. But Star Wars is also for adults. So to say yeah. just that, because you can, you can, I mean, even George, I know people, well, George Lucas says that, that Star Wars is for children. Yeah, but adults can enjoy it, right? And adults enjoy like the, the, a lot of the original trilogy, a lot of everything too, but it's, but underst- understanding the point of that it is geared toward, like the prequels are geared towards children, right? right. And you know, George and all that. This is not. This is not geared towards children. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy Star Wars if you're an adult. Right. You know, it's like, it's, I always get, a, I always get, Testy would people say like you know when we ask uh, like goofing around people do it but like when we when we ask animated questions mm-hmm. in Schmodown people are like why are we asking kids questions f- for it's like nope you can you it's for kids but I adults, love animated movies. adults can enjoy animation adults Pick- can enjoy Pixar adults can do so I never like that that like you know that brass tacks that's what this is but for Dune. I, if you ask who's the audience, you're not going to gear this towards children. No, this is this is not this is not a children's movie. So Star, I, I yeah. understand that point. I I do too. Um, yeah. Star Wars is is a fairy tale instead yeah. of Once Upon a Time. It's right. a long this time is ago. Science fiction, and this is science fiction. Yeah. Correct. Um, science fiction is a little bit more um, heady. Yeah, you know. And look, everything is gray. Yeah. It's not black and white, you know. You can look at the mythology of Star Wars, and it's a little bit easily more digestible because of what Lucas does. Yeah. You know, it's laser swords and space wizards. It's pretty, yeah. It's right? A, and and, and not complex dialogue. And, you know. No, Dune is not that. No. <laughs> Dune is science fiction, 
it is very, very uh, heavy yeah. to consider. There's a lot going. There's a lot of politics. You know, there's a lot of uh, religion. There's a lot of there's a there's a yeah. lot going. Especially when you look at when it was written, and a lot of it plays to true to what's going on today. So, now, Lord of the Rings is uh, is oh, yeah, an adult yeah. version of Game of Thrones. No, I mean it's like you know what I mean. It's well, like you mean the other, you mean yeah, the other uh, Game of yeah. Thrones is right. right. Uh, reverse that. Right. Um, that that's kind of what. I, I feel like, the, the, yeah, <laughs> exactly. More boobs, yeah. you know? It's like, no, it, it's Game of Thrones is, you wouldn't let your kid watch Game right. of Thrones, but you'd you want, let them watch Lord of the Rings. That's, that's, that's what, that, that was my issue with that statement, was that it was more,